Mira's got beatus, and then he curled up like a fetus. Welcome to episode 38 of the Mutant Musings Podcast. It's the middle of December 2018, so we'll be discussing some new comics, some crap for the holidays, and some important moments from 2018. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my vegan, who yeetus the meatus. Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com or 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us some feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. That's musings with an M, not mutant usings or mutant abusings. Speaking of using and abusing, we use and abuse lots of bad language. We use bad words and treat them badly and make them feel bad about themselves. You're going to hear so many stupid sons of bitches, dirty, dirty little fucks, and hairy Canadian assholes. So there's your explicit content warning. And I don't think hairy Canadian assholes is ever going to get old. It's not. Good, because nothing could be worse than old hairy Canadian asshole. Am I right? They probably have, like, uh, tune-ups for that. I think it was in this episode of The L Word. What? Where one of the women went to this clinic to get her to get her vagina tightened or something. And then she ran into like her ex-girlfriend there or something and she like ran out. Why are you watching know. this show without me? <laughs> Why can't you include me? In 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 this sounds like a very a very highbrow, very intelligent, smart show. <laughs> Why can't you include me? in your little viewing party this was before i met you uh my lesbian friend was like hey i'm really into the l word do you want to watch i was like yeah i want to watch it and then uh we watched a few episodes and then she just kind of like ghosted me for a while and didn't text me back for like a few weeks and i was just like bitch i want to see what happens in the l word well now you've got me yeah yeah we can continue (laughs) okay okay very good I'm, i'm glad we've got that settled because this this sounds like it's going to be a good time. So uh, so you you think they somehow uh, they somehow make buttholes younger? Yeah, maybe they have some kind of tightening process. I, I don't, don't know. I so don't know how it works. I don't I don't know if they would want to tighten the butthole because I mean it it get used it gets used for other things and that might cause some problems. We don't have to get into detail about. Then you get a colostomy bag. What the fuck? <laughs> Right, that's the trade-off. Right, that's the trade-off. You, you get to use your butt for fun things, make your, and then you, you get a colostomy right. bag. Right, make your butthole 20 years younger, right. but you gotta, you gotta wheel that bag around. Right. That sounds, that sounds like something that Canada would do. <laughs> I mean, they got what? free... Because we're talking about Canadian oh, assholes. okay. Not every... I'm sure... Listen, you couldn't get something like this done in the United States for cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I guarantee you, you could get it done in the United States, but, but definitely not for cheap. So I'm assuming this is the kind of thing that... Dirty deeds and they're done dirt cheap. Right. In Canada, maybe. In Canada. In Canada, right. That's what ACDC was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Ask Canada is what the AC stands for. Ask Canada. Ask Canada, yeah. Something, <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's, that all makes sense. So how you doing, Patty? I'm okay. I don't know if I was just completely making up that that was a thing and that it was from the L word, but I feel like I remember that. Well, that's... So just in case any of our listeners are, are fans of that show. Ask your doctor. Ask, ask your doctor you your or doctor? binge watch all of the L word. Next time you go to your doctor, it doesn't matter what doctor, gastroenterologist or fucking whatever, whoever you're going to see, just be, be well, like... Well, the GI doctor is the person <clears throat> to ask if you can tighten your asshole. Okay. Well, I mean, I was I thought you were still talking about vaginas. Okay. Well, we they, can't listen. they would probably know that. Too. Also, make sure you know the difference before you get this sort of procedure <laughs> oh done. Because you could be going in for one thing and you come out with something completely different. <laughs> okay. So, so we have... We have a lot of things to, to, to talk about on, on this episode. 
And now that we've gotten a lot of the uh, the butt talk out of the way, maybe we can we can start talking about comics, and maybe we can work some more and some more butt talk in there. Okay, so so the first one we're going to talk about is X Men Exterminated number one. The first thought that I had, I don't know why. I, I guess no, I shouldn't say I don't know why it struck me when I sat down to read this, but it, you know, it got me thinking about Cable and Kid Cable. And I'm thinking, first of all, like, okay, so this is going to be some sort of eulogy, tribute, whatever the fuck, to to Old Man Cable, who is now dead. Dead Man Cable. Uh, dead Man Cable, right. Uh, but he's going to be back. Like, seriously. They they killed him off. I'll be back. Right, exactly. They killed him off uh, how many years ago? Eight years ago? And he came back, like, two years later. So he's going to be back. Second, by Kid Cable's own logic, he shouldn't be able to stay here. Why? Uh, because he's a time-traveling teen. And time traveling teens fuck up the timeline. Am I right? There was there was a cable. He's replacing our cable. Is that not okay? But he's a younger cable. So he needs to come back in fifty years. He needs to come back in fifty years when he's a little older and more mature. Okay, so right. he can come back next issue after he's been time traveling for fifty years. Right. Okay. No, he the next issue. He can come back in two panels. Yeah, from now. yeah. It doesn't. That's matter. That's all he needs. It doesn't matter. But this is what I'm saying that it doesn't make sense because if time traveling teens fuck up the timeline, he's got to shoot somebody over it. Then, then he shouldn't be here. Exactly. It's a double standard. Right, exactly. There should be equal standards for all cables. Yes. Because that's how, that's how it should work. Cable rights are human rights. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's your new bumper sticker. All right, so uh, there are two stories. The first one was great. I really loved the first one. I was kind of meh about the second one. I, I, I do have some complaints about this first one, but I think it was great that it featured hope because, you know, once we got the the time displaced original x-men like you know there was a week with two red, two young redheads or too many redheads so we're just gonna have this one so they kind of just forgot about hope and pushed her to the background uh which kind of stinks but hope is awesome i loved seeing her try to train some of the students and like really lead them into this fucking amazing looking danger room session with uh battling apocalypse glob Yelling it's globbering time is something I never knew I needed in my life, but now I feel like my life can never be the same. That's how I'm going to measure it, like before globbering time and after globbering time. So, yeah, it's going to be... It's, it's gobbling time. It's gobbling time. It's time to gobble some... <laughs> it's time to gobble some what? Dicks. What? Yeah, good one. Good one. <laughs> you went the traditional route there. <laughs> Nothing too fancy. I give you a solid 8.0 for that. Definitely. Gobble some Canadian assholes. Okay, that's fine too. That's fine too. You got a little bit more fancy there. You got a little international, <laughs> a little cultured. So I'll give you an 8.5. It's a, uh, what's uh -huh. the word? Exotic. Okay. They're exotic. I thought we were going Canadians. for a third one here. Okay. Exotic. The exotic, exotic Canadians. Assholes. Yes, the exotic Canadians with yes. their exotic assholes. Okay, very good. <laughs> Moving on. I, I loved that Midas, and we're still calling him that, that Midas got used here but obviously you know zach thompson and lonnie nadler who were the ones who are who wrote those final few issues of that cable series also wrote this story so it made sense to see the kid again because they're trying to use him again and i'm ready to see this dude just fucking run into battle then as soon as these three big fucking apocalypse fucking bust out of the ground he just fucking curls up into a ball and is like no lord apocalypse run away i was so fucking upset that we didn't get to see the kid do anything and that was it for him for this issue and unless the two of them keep getting mutant related work at marvel i don't think we're ever going to see him again yeah i forgot who Midas was what how could you forget it's been, it's been like two months how could you forget about Midas? 
Do you remember all the beatest the meatest jokes yeah, we made on yeah, those episodes? Yeah, I remember. You remember, I remember this, his stupid name? Do you but remember? I forgot who he don't was. Don't make fun of it. Don't make fun of that name. We had a, we had a very intelligent discussion about how to pronounce it. So so you know, hope is sad. Obviously, that cable died, and you know, Bishop tries to apologize, and that was honestly kind of nice. And then Gene comes by and says, "Oh, hope, we would love to see you around the institute more." Why, yes. Gene, I think we agree that we would like to see Hope yes. a little bit more. Yes, we would. And this is going to be a glimpse at our life again a little bit here. Okay, so we were at my office Christmas party Uh-oh. this week. Yes. And one of my coworkers uh-huh. is, he's a few years younger than Jonathan, but right. he's like hes like a big time accounting guy. He's got his own office. Big so time. I'm, a, I'm afraid of him a little bit because he's got an office. He's scary. He, yeah, that's it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's also the son of the CEO. So that's also a little like, uh, I can't say fuck. Seemed like a son of a bitch to me. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. So anyway, he he is a fan of the X Men. Yes, and hopefully he never listens to this podcast. Good, but uh, so so Jonathan was like you know being awkward because he doesn't know any of my coworkers or anything. So I, I was, was like, stop it! I was getting along. I was getting along with Kristen. <laughs> so, I was I got along with one person. <laughs> so so I was like trying to introduce him, and I was like, oh look, this is Joe. He likes comic books. Good, ta- just just go from there. And Joe was telling us about how he started with, like, uh, the what was it? The what uh, was Messiah it Complex. Messiah Complex. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I really miss Hope. We never see her anymore. So then when I read this, I was like, Joe was right. Mar- Joe? Marvel knows that Joe was right. That son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. We we do never really see her, her much anymore. Give her another series. Listen, we've got the one young redhead going back, so maybe we'll get more of her now that the other one's going back. Right, we'll there's a quota. <clears throat> there is a quota. You have to have at least two at all times. No, but this was this was a decent story. They're they're going through all of Cable's safe houses. Gene goes with Hope, and they come across Deadpool, and Hope immediately just starts fighting him. And that was actually that was cool. That was a it was a really cool fight scene. Some cool dialogue and fucking uh, Hope impales Deadpool, and then Gene is like enough, and Deadpool's like, oh, now that I'm impaled, so you know it was funny too. But Deadpool, you know, says something weird about how he knows what Hope is looking for. And it turns out that she's looking for a time machine. She's looking for a fucking time machine to go stop him from dying. And and Gina's like, come on, baby. We, we all know that you're smarter than this. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like I feel like she is smarter than this. I don't I don't feel like this is something Hope would do. You know, first of all, she has experienced Cable's death before, and that was really sad. When she just, like, curled up with his arm, that was really, really fucking sad. But I feel like Hope is more strategic and will think things through a little bit more than just be so brash about this and try to turn back time to stop him from dying. Like turn back time. I knew. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to do that. But I'm going to take my blessings when when I can get them because at least <laughs> the fucking baby shark is done. Oh no! No, I miss no, 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 no. Listen, listen. You can get plushes of them. I really and they sh- sing. I should not bring this up, but there is a Christmas Santa <gasps> shark. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm I'm going to look that up as soon as this is over. So there you go, listeners. If you didn't already know, now you know something awful to just ruin the rest of your day. Yeah, but I, I feel like she's smarter than that. She's a fucking soldier, and she's dealt with this before. So maybe I, I, that's, that's my gripe. That's my gripe with this. Maybe she's PMSing. What? She's like emotional. What, I don't know. She's a woman. What? Because <laughs> she's a woman and she has a vagina, she has to be PMSing. Patty, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Women do. 
No. No. Right. Because because women never because PMS. listen. Because not they have a not vagina. not all women have vaginas. Right. So stop being transphobic. Right. So uh, this ended up, you know, kind of cute. You know, I mean, Jean and Hope fought for a little bit, but ultimately Jean stopped Hope from going back. It was a sweet little moment. You know, I get that, you know, she, she was angry. She needed to grieve and I get it, but this still did not feel like, like Hope would do this sort of thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's no, that. I, I agree. Like we've been seeing lately with some of the characters just doing things that are very uncharacteristic of them. Mm-hmm. This is like one of those things that I have issues with, but I understand like what they wanted to do with oh, the yeah. story. Sure. But, you know, knowing Hope, we're just kind of like... Yeah, we were there from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I was there from when she was fucking born. So fucking don't even. And then there was the second story, written by Chris Claremont. So this backup small story uh, was only about a couple of pages of really new material because Chris Claremont loves recapping all history of everything and every story that he writes. <gasps> So we if got. If I could turn back time. <laughs> God, <laughs> why? Uh, we got we got Cyclops' entire history of the orphanage and jumping out of the plane with the fucking parachute and Alex. You know, we got we got him talking to Christopher. We we found who who Christopher was. You know, I mean, what what the fuck else does Chris Claremont need to lay out? Does he need to lay out how fucking mutants started? Does he need to fucking lay out how how fucking America got the Eiffel Tower? Does he fucking Yeah, I for, I forget that. Does so, he does he with need... the Eiffel Tower? Does how he... America got the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> you that took you longer yeah, than it should yeah. have. Yeah, no, it did. That took you longer than it should have, listen, right? Listen, but my, listen, my heart rate is very high lately. I can't you, think very well. Do you understand though that I'm forgetting history because Chris Claremont isn't around to fucking constantly <laughs> recap it for me? Do you like... think that they named Cable Christopher? Because because Chris Claremont. That, his name is Chris Claremont. It's not Christopher. <laughs> what? Maybe maybe Chris is short for Christopher. Do you understand that? What you remember? We were talking not too long ago about the people that think that dinosaurs and humans coexisted. This is why shit like that exists because Chris Claremont was forced out of writing the X Men. <laughs> he could not recap all of history for us. So that's how we get the Eiffel Tower in the United States and dinosaurs coexisting with humans. Not just coexisting, but humans riding on dinosaurs, people. So yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this story, even though ultimately it was kind of sweet. You know, fucking uh, Scott and Maddie and Baby Baby Cable had, uh, had a few sweet pages. You know, he, uh, he, he got her out of fucking being killed by the tree, and uh, his, he hurt his head. He's bleeding a little bit. But he's so happy that she's safe and that the baby's safe and the baby's happy. And then they're just fucking like, you know, being all kissy and the baby's yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Scott has ever cared about Madeline and her S- safety ever. So listen, what I'm saying there is that that was a nice little snapshot. They had to, they had to uh, retcon that. That was a nice little snapshot of something that we that you never got to see. And it was sweet because... I we talked about this on the special episode that just came out, like how we liked Madeline and how we felt for her in that story. And as much as I love Cyclops, 
I'm, I, I'm not going to try to justify his treatment of women, but that really was a sweet moment. Obviously, no, we know what happened before and after that nice little snapshot, but still, I, I, I did like those couple of pages. Okay. <laughs> You're so mad right now. <laughs> I just, I can't, with Scott and, and women, I can't, I can't like him. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. That's all right. All right. So anyway, moving on, uh, we're going to talk about Uncanny. So number five just came out, but in number four, oh, the big reveal. Fucking Nate Gray is behind everything. Oh, boy. Gasp. So one thing that I really liked about number four was um, you would get these close-ups of Legion talking. And it was like, obviously, his face is drawn crazy. But also the words and the word balloons are slightly going off panel. Yeah, I love because that. Because of how like, nuts his face looked. So really fucking amazing artwork there. And um, I liked the part where he was like, listen, I was just trying to help. Right. And I was just trying to help my dad. And okay, yeah, maybe I did cause the my age dad. of apocalypse <laughs> to happen. And maybe maybe I did create X-Man. But, but just, okay, so for the kids at home, don't try to make your dad proud of you. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it was good. You know, and then fucking Armor gets into a fight with Gene, and you see more fucking pushback from the students, which, which is great. And, you know, now I feel a like... A schism, if you will. It's, it, I feel like this is actually starting to go somewhere now. You know, the first a couple of glimpses that we got of this, I was just like, oh, they're just being mad to be mad. And then all of a sudden, like, they're going to go off on their own. But, like... They're doing it really well in continuity from issue to issue, just, like, making this, like, a growing fucking thing about just how, like, how vocal Armor was about this now, you know? It's just, I feel like it's going to come to a head and um, something big is going to happen and maybe the kids are just going to fucking split off from the X-Men for good. I, I don't know. Obviously, we have no... We, we can only guess right now, but I think it's it's really neat. And maybe uh, maybe Hope can be, like, their teacher. Fuck yeah. Their leader or whatever. She has some experience with that. that yeah. Would be, that would be dope. I, I would mean, love that. I mean, Armor has been, like... I don't know why, for some reason, that she's been featured more prominently than the other kids. Like, more so even on, like, the adult X-Men teams, where she's been, like, kind of a member or whatever. And, like, we haven't seen that with any of the other ex-kids. So, I mean, I could see her leading, I guess. Like, if it was, like, New Mutants kind of thing yeah. where it was only the kids. Yeah. And then they had, like, their liaison with, like, Xavier or Magneto, whoever it was at the time. But I would I would like to see maybe Hope leading them mm -hmm. because then we would at least get more hope. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. I would love to see that, too. Sign me the fuck up for that. Like, we were just talking about that. And there's, she was... She was taking the, that squad of kids into the fucking danger room. Like, yeah, let's get yeah, exactly. more of that. Why not? But anyway, I mean, this ends up with, you know, some of the team going to face off against Omega Red and Blob, who are literally just stopping this fucking offshore oil rig. And fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Fuck yeah, and, good, let them. And what did the X-Men do when they realized that, that that's what the two of them are doing? They just go to save the people. They don't even try to fight Omega Red and the Blob. Well, I that's not the impression that I got. The impression that I got was because I think it was I think it was Omega Red. We'll we'll just go with that. I don't care. I just read it like two seconds ago. <laughs> I think it was him who said that like you can either try to stop us or you can save these workers because the workers were basically they they were basically like making this oil rig explode or whatever. So the workers all had to like dive into the the water and oh, stuff. Yeah. And there, there was were a like megalodon. Yeah, there was a megalodon, and was cute. so I think that. The, it was just like not like oh yeah we fuck fuck pollution you know we're gonna let you guys do this it was more like we need to save these people 
You're probably right, but I would like to think that the X-Men were also trying to stick it to the man a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, they're but... just going to become eco-terrorists. Fuck it. <laughs> Good. All right, so so then in number five, it's it's great. We see that, like, Nate got, what was the name, Ashton Allen, the senator. Yeah. Shadowcat and Apocalypse. They're all, like, this council for Nate. <laughs> I know, but this is interesting, though, because I, I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm thinking that they're kind of three relatively equidistant points on a spectrum you've got this bigoted senator that is like talking about like this cure for mutants you've got shadow cat who's like right in the middle believing in peaceful coexistence between mutants and humans and then you've got apocalypse that is just like only the strong are going to survive like fucking natural selection mutants are the strongest and mutants are going to wind up ruling the world so that I think that that is really interesting, even though it seems kind of silly that they're tied up. But Apocalypse just says that false prophets lead masses down the paths of their false idols. So X-Man should cleanse the earth of its delusions of holiness. So he just goes, okay, let's give it a try. And he literally makes all these fucking holy capitals disappear. I could Go X-Man. I could not believe they actually did that. That was amazing and funny and a little, a little, I don't know, ballsy. No, that was, that was amazing. And Kitty was like, what the fuck? Did you really just do that? What did you do? And (laughs) X-Man was like, like, you guys can all you know, throw in your opinions and you didn't say anything. So I didn't think you had any problem with it. So, so yeah, that was really, really fucking neat. I, I don't know. I really like that. Omega Red and Blob put together this fucking beautiful forest like environment where the oil rig was. So that was really interesting. But then there was a fucking battle between Polaris and Magneto. They went to, they were in some fucking like Eastern European country and Magneto had made this statue of Nate and Polaris is trying to get him to leave. And she fucking smashes the statue just to piss him off. And Cannonball, like, rocketed Angel into the edge of space. And then when he comes back down, Betsy tries to reason with him. But when it doesn't work, she hits him with the Psy Sword, and he turns into Archangel. And again, the art is fucking amazing. All those battle sequences were fucking awesome. And I love where this is going. I love how it's just, I don't know, it's constantly just, like, setting the bar a little bit higher each issue. And there's still, like, so much more to... I could feel like there's just so much more that I want out of this. And it just hasn't really disappointed yet. But the one thing that I'm really excited to see... And I know we're talking about maybe Hope leading the students. But Legion is going to take a team of students with him to, I guess, go try to stop Nate Gray. Because they do let him out. It's, fuck, Glob, Rockslide, Armor, and Pixie. And they get Legion... And anal. Anal, right. And Oya's got it. Maybe she's still unconscious, but Oya was there too at one point. Maybe she's still unconscious. But so they let Legion out. He uses Cerebro to to locate Nate, and they're going to go with him. I cannot wait to see that shit show. Like, it's... Oh, my God. Yeah, also, there was in this issue when Jamie came in to the mansion or uh, <laughs> Jamie came in like near the mansion or whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah. Legion was like Jamie I'm and he so like goes over and hugs, hugs him, him. <laughs> and Jamie was like don't fucking touch me <laughs> yeah. are you kidding um, me well, at least he didn't start throwing punches or anything or you know I, I was I was happy about that obviously we understand why a multiple man is so fucking angry but 
yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the two of them didn't start fighting over it or anything. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens with that. I really, really want to see Legion lead this fucking little team of, of students and what the fuck is going to happen with that. Obviously, Legion is seeming completely unstable. Well, I guess not completely. He's been in much worse condition before, but he's not the most stable guy to be taking a team of X-Men out to go fight somebody, especially not right now. After he's already proven to not make the great decision of kidnapping multiple man, forcing him to duplicate, and then making this army without telling anybody what was happening. Like, warn the X-Men beforehand. Don't fucking do this and then try to get their attention. But that doesn't matter now. Yeah, I agree. And, like, um, that's what that's what uh, Armour was saying, that it was, like, really fucking stupid that, you know, there's this one guy who knows what's going on, and, yeah, he might be a little <laughs> bit crazy, but they're not even, like, willing to give him right. the chance to talk. Well, what he thought he was doing with Jamie, he thought that he was, like, ultimately going to be, you know, helping people. So it was, like, that whole, like, ends justify the means kind of thing. And so I don't know, but I I am interested to see him leading the kids. And, you know, hopefully he does kind of understand what's happening and doesn't just, like, lead them off a cliff or something. (laughs) Well, I mean... I meant but, like a metaphorical no, no, no. cliff. What I'm thinking though is like, where are we getting to the reality warp? Because that's that's happening. The, we're seeing, we're going to see this age of X Men. This is going to happen. Is this going to be a combination of Legion and Nate? Is this going to be Nate's quote unquote perfect world? What's going to happen to Legion if that ha- is he going to get killed? So I'm wondering where this reality warp is going to come in. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and uh, also. I know this This is like the fifth time this year that Angel has changed into Archangel, but honestly, I didn't have a problem with it this time, but they, they really need to stop doing that like several times a year Why? because like it, it, it loses its impact. It doesn't mean anything anymore because he's just going to be fine. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was okay the first time, maybe the second time, but like that's like the only story that they're giving us with angel and it's so fucking stupid i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay this time didn't bother me that they changed him to archangel but but it has happened way too often recently and especially this year it's happened like five times already and they they really need to stop doing that yeah because because now when i'm like okay this time i don't have a problem with it but also stop doing it (laughs) <laughs> so th- those are those are my decrees uh-huh very good i'm glad you have declared your decree next we're going to talk about mr and mrs x number six for me there's not a whole lot to say about this i just wanted to bring it up because we haven't i love this a- issue we haven't talked about it in a while I-, I listen okay this was a cute filler issue david lopez does cute art but this this issue felt so meh to me so they finally got to have their little engagement fucking marriage party and there's some funny dialogue with bobby and laura and it's it's cute i like the cats i like how the cats haven't been forgotten and are still written in continuity so that's good and then just gambit's dad shows up and is like oh it's gonna be a fight because he's the king of thieves which isn't that like a fucking movie or a video game or am i thinking of prince of persia there is prince of persia was it prince of persia subtitle king of thieves no did they flip it king of thieves subtitled prince of persia <laughs> Was it Prince Prince of Tides? I think I think Prince of in Tides. The... That's the thing. There was a movie a long time ago. Oh, I was gonna say because like <laughs> King of King of Thebes is oh, I King think Th- a thing in the Bible. Thebes? Yeah. I thought it was Thebes. No, it's the Thebes. 
It looks like Phoebe's. I know. And and <clears throat> and Job looks like Job, but it it's is, pronounced Job. It is literally Job. I know. His name is Job. I know. Steve Job. Steve Job. That's where Steve Jobs comes from. <laughs> the Bible. Steve Jobs does come from the Bible. He be well, or at least he's related to the original Job. Yeah. He's related to OG Job. <laughs> I'm glad we got that settled. All right. So Mr. and Mrs. X, right? So, I, I don't know, just so much of it felt like, I guess it needed to be kind of tied up, you know? Like, to show that, oh, we didn't forget, Gambit is Prince of Persia. Oh, fucking, he had a thing with Belladonna once. Oh, Rogue and Magneto had a thing once. Oh, you know? No, I, I, I get that. They're and... the ones who turn back time, you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, enough of that. <laughs> no, I mean, they, like, apologize, like, Gambit apologized to his dad for not inviting him and to Belladonna or whatever and saying, like, oh, you know, it was kind of like a last-minute thing and whatever. So it was cute because uh, Rogue at one point was, like, joking around saying that, like, oh, you know, why do these power inhibitors have to be these, you know, ridiculously large necklaces right. that yeah. are really uncomfortable like, why can't they have, like, a tennis bracelet power inhibitor? And so Beast was like, so I hope that you weren't just joking about that, and I hope that this design is okay with you. And he said that he pushed it to his top of his priorities yeah. was to make her the tennis bracelet inhibitor yeah. so that she wouldn't get the headaches as often. Yeah. But he did say that, like, you know, don't wear it all the time or you still will get headaches, but hopefully you know, the effects of it shouldn't be as bad as the one that you have. Yeah, that was sweet. That that was sweet. I don't know how I feel, though, about her powers being all fucking wacky now. She's kind of like uber hope. Yeah, she can just absorb, like, everybody's energy without even touching them anymore. She should literally just start calling herself suck. <laughs> I mean, There's she... nothing wrong with sucking. Oh, my God. Are you saying that there is something wrong with sucking? No. Okay. No, there's then not. Then please address me <laughs> when I am talking to suck with you. <laughs> So we can be on the same suck cycle. All right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I I don't know if... It, is it, like, kind of automatic now with her powers? That's like, what it seems because, like. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Like, as soon as she took the inhibitor off, like, yeah. she was just absorbing everybody. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> Sucking them all. She's, like, Kirby. But, no, she can't control it. But she's a sexy Kirby. She's a sexy Kirby. Sexy, lumpy Kirby. Sexy lumpy Kirby. Mm -hmm. So yes, she was she was just like floating in in the air and just absorbing all these powers. And Gambit just jumps off the fucking roof. And Laura's like, "Is that Gambit? Since when can he fly?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I had some humor in there, so it was good. There was one really dope splash page of like the inside from like an aerial view of the apartment when they're all like, you know, and all the X Men are there talking and like all this stuff. And it was really, it was, it was nice, but I just felt like meh about it. I don't know why. I love Kelly Thompson. I'm not saying that, like, every issue of everything she's written has been fucking amazing, but I really do like her as a writer. And this one just kind of fell a little short for me. That That's all. Well, I'm not saying it was bad. It just fell a little short. This was like a, a filler issue, you know, and it's, I mean, they can't just have, like, constant peril around them in every issue you know i feel like Listen, they need to have like a breather every once in a while don't fucking woman explain to me <laughs> like you fucking you're all fucking high and mighty i am mighty miss comic master that's me miss <laughs> comic master 
So yeah, I don't know. So so this little recurring thing where they end up upside down at the end of an, end of an issue, I think this is the third time they've used it. It's still funny. It's, yeah. It still works for me. And they're like in their <clears throat> 90s costumes. I feel like, well, yeah, because then you flip the page, you see the cover of the next issue, and there's Mojo with the TV remote. It says like Mojo on it or something. I think... I think the preview from whenever it was showed Spiral on the cover. So, yeah, it, it makes that all makes sense. I feel like if they if they keep doing this upside down hangy thing, it's going to get old. But we're not there yet. So I approve. So next we got Weapon X number 27, which was the final issue of this series. and Which is upsetting because it was really good. <clears throat> there were a couple of artists in this issue, and I'm not... The biggest fan when they do that, period. But also, some of the faces looked smushed, especially Victor's. So that was kind of upsetting. Yeah, it was a silly premise, you know, for this final arc. where They got to go to hell to stop Stryker once and for all. But there was definitely some some solid points in this issue. I liked seeing these cultists sacrificing themselves, as gross and disturbing as that may sound. I liked seeing Mentalo get this power upgrade, and he became, like, fucking demonic. And... Sabretooth literally loses it and goes like berserker and there are these three panels where he's got like this aura and it shows like him turning into an actual Sabretooth and it sounds really lame and like it is kind of objectively lame so I'm the idiot for thinking that's cool I guess is what I'm trying to say but I did kind of like that no it was it was cool and uh it was to explain something like Mentalo couldn't control him if he didn't yeah have a mind or yeah, whatever if he went like into a berserker rage and then Sabretooth gets knocked into the pit of spikes and Deathstrike loses her shit and stabs her fingers right through Mentalo and then she even says Oh, look, I got to do something. Like, come on. Fucking the writers could have done more with her, but they fucking chose not to. But I I get that this all, especially in the end, was a story more for Sabretooth than it was for anybody else. Especially, like, this this last particular arc. So Sabretooth is on his way back to hell, and he cuts off Stryker's head to stop him from being resurrected, but he allows Graydon to go. Because, like, the last issue, he found his son in hell and wants to get his son back out safe. So he's making a noble sacrifice. So the devil is like, I can't keep you here after doing that. But, you know, embrace your true self once again and earn your way back to hell. So he lets him go. But now he seems like he he is the old fucking beast, the fucking evil beastly saber tooth again. And he's off in the wilderness of Canada. And that was kind of a fucking sad ending. Yeah, it was. And it felt, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever really like satisfied with endings of comic series because like especially because i really liked this one i was just like okay so that kind of gave us like a resolution and kind of gave us also something that's like open Mm. so we have like some kind of continuation if they bring it back but are they gonna bring it back well we're not gonna know because we're gonna have this big event and it's gonna take up all the books for like a year i guarantee you they're gonna bring it back and and here's why i think that and i've been i've been noticing this for a while now They have been working their way back to some sort of status quo for Marvel, where everything is the way it quote-unquote has classically been. You've got Steve Rogers back as Captain America, Tony Stark back as Iron Man, Jean Grey back from the dead, Wolverine and Cyclops back from the dead, Sabretooth now going back to being a villain, Havoc now back to being a hero. All these things are being shifted around now to quote-unquote recapture some glory days. I guess. You know, that's what I think. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> just fucking sing the whole thing. Stop just starting it. You just need to fucking commit and do it. Fuck find a way. You know all the words? No, I only know those two verses. I only know the first line. That's <laughs> the only line I know. I, I you should just, watch the music I video. Have to, yeah, I have to listen to it, and I probably will know all the words. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's what I think is really going on. I think that this was a pretty solid series. I enjoyed it. There were a couple of shitty issues. There were a couple of, like, you know, great arcs. But overall, it was pretty solid. I am upset to see Sabretooth going back to the way he was yeah. again. But a few things. We kind of can see where everyone else is going to fit into the Marvel Universe that was on this team. But where does this leave Lady Deathstrike, right? Right, that's what I was wondering. Oh, look, I got to do something. Like, they could have developed her more throughout this series. And I feel like they started to. There was one issue or something where she said, like, we're X-Men or something. And I'm like, get the fuck out. That is dope. Because Lady Deathstrike is one of the last characters I would think who would say something like that. You know what I mean? But also... They may, and maybe they'll do something with this. If Graydon Creed is actually back, are they going to do something with him again? Is, They're going to forget. Is Mommy going to kill him again? I, I don't know. She came along for this ride, so that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, we're going to have to wait like a long time to see what's going to happen with any of this, if if even anything. But I would like to see this team back together. I want to see more of Lady Deathstrike. Uh, give us more Domino. Oh, we got yeah. Pyro. Yeah, we got Pyro. We got Pyro in the arc right before this for a couple of issues. OG Pyro. I was so fucking excited to see that. You, it was on one of the first pages. He's hanging out with Hairbag and Sauron, like playing cards. But then he fucking like this whole huge team of villains that were like under Striker's control, like teamed up with Weapon X Force to fucking take him down. And I was upset that he that he kind of like ran off with everyone else, but that was dope. I'm I was I was happy to see because that was the first time they've used him someplace else other than that random reappearance in Iceman earlier this year. Yeah, I was so happy to fucking see that. That was cool. I don't know. Maybe everybody forgot that he was dead. Nobody <sighs> nobody would forget such a thing. I am gonna make it my mission to remind Marvel that he is back. Okay. All the time now. All right, so last new comic we're talking about is the final issue of X-Men Red, which was number 11. Which was really disappointing. And first of all, everybody wore their safety helmet. Right. So at least they're being safe. Safety dance? That's what, yes. The safety horizontal dance doing, is what I'm talking about. They're doing the safety dance? They're doing a dirty dance. They're safety doing the dirty dance. Da- they're doing the dirty safety dancing. Dance. No, the art was so cute. I see everybody wearing a fucking Magneto helmet. It was adorable. I love seeing Namor in it. I love seeing Captain America in it. This was really fucking cute. I don't know. Th- this I really liked this issue. The very end of it fell kind of short for me. But the majority of this was awesome. There was so much really dope action. It's fucking... They get Gambit up to the ship and he's going to try to fucking blow it up before, you know, it falls and the, there's a fucking nuclear fallout and... Nez, they throw Nezno up there and he tries to contain it. He's just punching at it. Fucking Nightcrawler and Gabby are talking. This was amazing. This was, am- I loved this. So Nightcrawler is like, I've been working like all my life to avoid something like this. But wh- the, the plan here is for Nightcrawler to teleport Gabby up to Cassandra Nova, but to do it so Gabby's fist gets stuck in Cassandra Nova's head so Gabby can drop off these fucking nanites in her head. 
That was awesome. I thought she just stabbed <clears throat> into her head. No, her fist was in there. Yeah, no, Gabby, I saw that, but I thought that Gabby, it was... Yeah, I know. Fisted yes. Cassandra Nova's head. She sure did. She sure fucking did. Gabby... How's your head? Is already... No complaints. <laughs> Gabby is already learning how to fist. Now, listen. Listen, I understand that Gabby is underage, mm-hmm. but I also do understand that Gabby had some feelings for that girl on the bus. So I feel like it would be good practice... For Gabby to start learning how to fist now, uh-huh. and then so she can be good when she's an adult, and then we can all sit around and talk about these things openly. You see okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're clear on that. So, so this is the plan. The nanites make her feel empathy for mutants, which is kind of silly, but so stupid, but interesting. So stupid. <laughs> Why? Just, why do you want? Why do you want hatred in this world? Patty? I just think it's the stupidest fucking. Why do you want to see mutants hated and feared for oh the rest god. of eternity? Oh my god! Why do you hate mutants? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is just why. This, no, honestly, this plot point was just so stupid. Why? I, you don't see why it's stupid? Why is it stupid? I don't. I don't know how to explain it to you if you can't see it. <laughs> like, like it was just like. Oh, we need to make you see empathy because clearly you don't see empathy. And she's like, now I see empathy. Oh my God, everything is so sad. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So no, I will, I will give you that. That whole Cassandra Nova crying and suddenly being flooded with feeling after getting fisted. She was flooded. Uh, Oh my God. I know. Right. You see what I did. Yes. That was a little quick and it, it, that, that didn't feel like a great resolution for this 11-issue story where Cassandra Nova was the villain. It really didn't. But the overall story here was about mutants being hated and feared and the fucking divide in this world of people with differences. You know, that's what Tom Taylor, I think, was doing with this. You know, you had Gene ready to go to the fucking United Nations and being like, We want a say in governing because things affect, the decisions you make affect us too. And when you leave the minorities out, bad stuff happens. And then, you know, all of a sudden that woman's head explodes and it looks like Jean's fault. And then Cassandra Nova is just working to make mutants look awful. And humans hate mutants. And Jean is trying to circumvent that. This entire Circumcise it. Yes. Yes. Circumcise it. And you can tell... By Cassandra Nova's bald head, yes. that it worked. Yes. Yes. No turtleneck. No turtleneck for that bald head. <clears throat> no, but that's what she spent all of this time doing. Instead of just going and trying to find Cassandra Nova, it was it was more about trying to sway people, sway their vision of mutants, rather than just let me go fucking kill the bad guy. Because I feel like that's what Gene is about. And you can say whatever you want about her, and some people do, and whatever. But and I fuck think... them, because I'm annoyed at these motherfuckers on, on Instagram whoa, coming whoa. coming to my house <laughs> and talking shit about my queen. Yeah. You can all take a seat. Well, no, see, the issue there, I'm sure that person may not even listen to this. The issue, the issue that I, I have with that is if you're going to make, like, angry generalizations where you're just cursing and stuff, like, that's not an intelligent discussion. I'm all for intelligent discussions when it comes to different opinions, and I've had them before on Facebook, on social media, like, if you're going to come in and just be kind of a jerk about things, like, 
you can you can stop or you can rant and none of us are going to pay any attention to you because that seems like what you need is just attention so yeah so anyway that that happens but that really got me thinking about what gene's purpose in all this was and i think it was cool because it really parallels what's going on in real life i've been saying this since fucking issue one Tom Taylor may be Australian, but I follow him on social media, and he posts sometimes about what the fucking Australian government does, and it doesn't seem too much different from what some people in the fucking United States government do. So this kind of shit happens all over the world, and this was a nice parallel to all that. I could have used a little bit less of some of Gene's big monologues that were a little over the top, but I can't say that she was wrong in any of them, but some of them were a little over the top. And I don't know, it, it just ended, it ended very positively, you know? I mean, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to see that. You know, she's been dead for a while. She just had this huge fucking trouble with Cassandra Nova. And it ended with a smile on her face. You know, it was cute. Yeah, I'm glad that she's happy. But again, like I said, I think the whole thing with Cassandra Nova just like, you know, turning like yeah. in a second was yeah. just so fucking stupid i agree i'm sorry i love tom taylor but that was really fucking stupid she's a fucking large-scale villain she has caused yeah. some fucking damage and she has not been well she needed was some tlc <laughs> she has not she has never made me a blt <laughs> or an acdc <laughs> yeah she she has not been one to, to go down huh yeah. so easily so that was that was a little too simple i don't know i did like the issue I did, I did like it, but yeah, it definitely wasn't the most satisfying conclusion. Oh, well. All right. Do you think Weapon X's conclusion gave the devil his due, or did it not do something for you? Did X-Men Red's conclusion leave you feeling blue, or perhaps a little gray? Don't go fisting someone's head, folks. We'll be right back after the commercial break. The holiday season got you feeling down? Is there a hole in your life that you just can't seem to fill? Speaking of holes, I never get the dildo I want for the holidays. Distract yourself from sad feelings during family gatherings with Geekade.com. Is the chin strap too much to ask for? Geekade.com has articles, podcasts, and videos covering tons of different geeky subjects. Video games, wrestling, movies, music, and so much more. Geekade.com is the most well-rounded geeky website to satisfy all your nerdy needs. I have a nerdy need for a chin strap dildo, damn it. Where's the dildo section of your website? Check out Geekade.com today. Sorry, no dildo section yet. With all the upcoming Wolverine titles, you might think that he doesn't need saving. But what about the rest of the X-Men? I heard Scotty Slim and Jimmy Jam are going to save them. Is there a void in your Facebook feed just begging to be filled with the X-Men? Some people call that void a hairy Canadian asshole. You can fill that void by following One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Check out all the X-Men related news, artwork, and merchandise on One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men. One Million Hairy Canadian Assholes? It's a Christmas miracle! Ass ho ho ho! (laughs) Go follow One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook today. Okay, so, so it's time for some holiday shit. That's what we're talking about holiday now. Holiday shit. Holiday shit. So there was the X-Men holiday special, and I I liked it. I did not have high hopes for it. High hopes. High hopes. What is with all the sing-alongs today? That's, it was, it's supposed to be high horse, high horse. Oh. Rides across the nation, a thoroughbred of sin. I don't even know what the fucking... That you just sent in. Patty, what song is that? What are you singing? 
I thought you were gonna do hi ho, hi ho. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. That's that's what it started, and then it turned into it turned into that that song from Doctor Horrible's sing along vlog. You had me yeah. watch that like many years ago. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like a blur <laughs> in my memory. So this was a really good issue. I I, I hope. Like, every X-Men fan, everybody that buys X-Men comics bought this. I really hope everybody did. I hope everyone enjoyed it. If you didn't buy it, go fucking buy it because it's great. I was a little nervous when I found out that it was going to be, like, one story per page. I'm like, there's no way very many of these stories are going to be good. But they were... I I don't know. There were only maybe a couple that I didn't really like. I wanted to like the Magneto one, but that was a little fucking... I don't know, just a little too dark, and it was weird of him to be, like, particularly down about, like, these ruins and the fucking menorahs being lit up, and the fucking kids are like, oh, but where there's the lights, there's hope and whatever, and Magneto's like, yeah, maybe you're right. I'm like, really? Uh, I don't I don't know. So, fucking Claremont wrote this one, the one with, with Shadowcat. You know, I mean, great, there's, there's your Jewish representation, but Kate Pride? She's, she's, is she gonna go by that now? And she says she's gonna run for president? Like, where the... What? What? Where? Where? Where the fuck is... Okay, listen. I must have missed something. Where was the recap when she <laughs> decided to start going by Kate Pride and run for president? This I, is where people get confused, Claremont. I this is don't why we know think- if this is necessarily supposed to be, like, this year. I think that this was supposed to be, like, in the future, because she looked different. So that was weird, but... I love the Wolverine, hashtag Hot Claws, saved Hanukkah. That was hilarious. Thank you, Charles Soul, for still trying to push your Hot Claw agenda. I thought it was cute that Glob set up the mistletoe and then just sat right there waiting for a kiss. I hope he gets a kiss. Aww. Because Glob Herman, if anyone deserves a kiss this year in the X-Men. It's me. Oh. It's... <laughs> what the fuck? Because Patty's an X-Man. Yes. There was a really cute one with Gabby and Mindy, Mindy Cuckoo. As opposed to the other Mindy's on, on X-Men. So there, are, that. there are many of them. Yes, there are. But the one the one of the best ones was the the story that ran throughout the issue with Julie trying to go on vacation and Arcade captures her because Arcade is trying to pitch the murder mall. <laughs> Stop trying to make Arcade funny, Marvel. Arcade is a fucking slimy, homicidal piece of fucking human trash that needs to be murdered. This was great, though, because... It ended up with Jubilee finding him and punching him right in the fucking face. And the onomatopoeia on the page is Juby Boom. Yeah, I love that. I fucking love that and I hate Arcade. I, Stop trying to make Arcade happen. I Okay, I like Arcade. But I Ugh. thought that this was funny and Arcade uh, said that he wanted to test it out on the weakest of the X-Men. So that, like, you know, the weakest of the X-Men, you know, there are people that are stronger than her. So if she can do it, that I and I thought that that was funny because she's always on those like lists of like the worst mutants and stuff like that. Bullshit. I know, I know. But I I really liked this story. I thought it was funny. I loved that she got to punch him. Then the X Men were like, okay, now we're gonna send you to Hawaii with you and Shogo, and you can, yeah. you know. I thought that was really cute. I really liked that story. Yeah, no, it, it it was great. And that's I think that's the only story that took up more than, you know, one page in this issue. I was kind of sad to see that Nature Girl got a depressing story, even though she wasn't wrong. But I feel like something less depressing could have happened here. It didn't have to be about trees or a Christmas tree. It could have had something to do with animals. I, I don't <laughs> know. I love. Oh, Christmas tree friends. 
That was my favorite episode of South Park. Christmas tree friends? I think that's what it was called. Are it you was talking something about that critters, the something... woodland critters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, what was that Why? called? Don't bring them up. We're talking about happy things. Why was? Is that what it? I they were the woodland called. critters. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It could have been a Christmas episode. Yeah, it I was. don't remember. It was. I just remember the one where it was the Imagination Land. That's the one I remember them from specifically. We can use the blood as lubricant. Oh, it's called Woodland's Critter Christmas. Okay. That's like my favorite episode of South Park. I definitely saw that one, but I don't remember like anything actually from it. But I definitely saw it. So I just remember that that one when they're in Imagination Land. But yeah, they, they were cute and also very disturbing. I don't know. Were there any other stories in this uh, in this issue that you liked in particular? I mean, I can't remember because I read it yesterday. You remember the lyrics to every song you ever heard <laughs> one time in, like, 1985, but you can't remember what happened yesterday. No. <laughs> Good. You, you act like this is surprising. Those are, those are like, the few stories that I remember. I remember there was something that happened with Gambit, but I don't remember what happened. Okay, what happened with Gambit was some fucking... There were, like, these new Wolverine toys. We, we gotta mention Wolverine. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We gotta mention Wolverine. There were these Wolverine toys that all these kids wanted... But this, like, anti-mutant billionaire, like, bought them all yes, and stored them away. Them. So Gambit decided to steal them for the kids. Yeah. It was dope. That was a great, that was a fucking great story, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't make sense to go through every every story in this issue. Again, I, I hope you guys, anybody who's listening, got this, read it all, enjoyed it. This was really solid. I, I wasn't expecting to this to be good, to be honest. So maybe that's why I'm, like, feeling like I loved it so much. It was really great, with few exceptions. All right, so the next thing that we want to touch on a little bit, the X-Men the Animated Series episode, Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas, which is one of my favorite episodes of that show. This is one that I saw when I was a kid and I remember liking. And then one of the last times that I watched it, and I was telling Patty this yesterday when I made her watch it, was at least a decade ago. And I was drinking, and it was around the holidays, and I was watching this on my computer, and I cried. I legitimately cried at the end. And that was like the last time. I don't drink anymore. I still cry sometimes. Crying is okay. But but yeah, this was such a sweet, such a sweet episode. I really loved it. But also I had forgotten how grumpy Wolverine was. Oh my God, it was so ridiculous. We can't go an episode without talking about Wolverine. So, so good. It was just fucking hilarious just how grumpy he was being. I have not seen this show in longer than that i'd say probably 80, like 18 years uh, i thought you're gonna say like 82 83 maybe <laughs> back in the day <laughs> no maybe maybe like 16 to 18 years ago mm-hmm. was when i have seen this show i don't remember if i saw this episode i remember very little about this show but I forgot how fucking terrible the voice acting was. Stop. Or it didn't it didn't bother me when I was a kid because I didn't know any better. But Gambit's voice actor was fucking awful. He was amazing. Wolverine's was really bad. It was beautiful. Gene was really bad. Okay. I don't necessarily agree with uh, I don't disagree. I do not disagree with you. Okay. Okay. But this episode in particular, this has always weirded me out. She was so angry in this episode. She was just over the top mad at Gambit, just trying to add a little cayenne share. You know what I mean? She was screaming at him in the kitchen. Well, it just good. seemed weird. He, she, was, she was trying to make her nice Christmas dinner, and he was just trying to add weird shit to it, like fucking oysters, <clears throat> make it like an oyster he salad. did or... not mention 
fucking oyster salad. Stop it was, fucking it discriminating. It was some weird fucking thing. Now who's fucking with the French? Huh? <laughs> with your Eiffel Tower. Listen. Listen. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that was stupid, but uh, the, the rest of the story was cute with the two Morlocks were trying to, like, hijack the ambulance so they could take the supplies yeah. down to the tunnels to help Bleach. And, and Wolverine's like, I'm not going to help any fucking Morlocks. <laughs> and and Storm was like, Wolverine, you don't believe them? And, and Wolverine's like, Bob, I don't care if they're all dying. I'm not going to help any of those little fucking sewer rats. So so Jubilee and Storm went there and then Wolverine went there too and 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 Leech was dying and he needed like a blood transfusion from Wolverine and Wolverine was like, "No." <laughs> and they were like, "But why?" And he's like, "I no." <laughs> I'm I'm leaving. This this place stinks. And then somehow was convinced to do a blood transfusion, but he like got up in the middle of it and he was just like, "No." And I'm like, "What huh. the fuck is with this characterization of Wolverine? It's so stupid." So I get that he was afraid that he was going to be responsible if Leech died. Yeah, died. But he was dying anyway, and he wasn't even like willing to take the chance of helping to save him. Okay, so listen to me. That Listen was to stupid. me. This aired in like 1995, right? Okay. This was the mid 90s. Okay. As somebody who grew up somewhat in the 90s, we were not very smart when we watched our cartoons. Okay. We needed things thoroughly fucking explained to us. So Wolverine had to repeat himself at least 27 times that he did not want to do the blood transfusion. All right. Before we understood it. Now, you fancy fucking millennials with your fancy fucking iPhones. You're a millennial. With your fancy fucking iPhones. Oh, my God. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> you all know everything immediately. It's just at the push of a button. But we had to pay attention, Patty. Uh-huh. We had to pay attention and listen. Uh-huh. It's called subtext, Patricia. <laughs> Learn it. Okay? Oh but... While you were doing all of your funny little impressions, uh-huh. we might have to just stop doing what we've been doing on this podcast and change things up a little bit. I am maybe going to take scripts from X-Men the Animated Series, uh-huh. do a little bit of creative rewriting, and then you are going to read them and do the voices of everybody. It's good. And that's literally all we're going to record from now on. Good. We're not talking about comics. We're not talking about classic comics or news. No, fuck it. It's going to be X-Men the Animated Series as written by Jonathan and as read by Patty. Good. I cannot wait. I, I, re- I still really like this this episode. Yeah, I know uh, fucking Wolverine was like over-the-top Grinch fucking Scrooge Mick asshole, but Jubilee was super cute. The Morlocks were super cute, especially what was the little one's name? Mariana. She was so adorable. Like She had anime eyes. Oh, man. Yeah, and the little, the fucking beat-up Christmas tree... And Jubilee's like crying, like, oh, it's the most beautiful tree. And then at the end, of course, Leech is okay. And Jubilee gives them all their the the presents. presents that she bought for everyone. And they're so happy. Oh, and man. They, and then they call the mansion and and Jean's like, what do you mean they're not coming over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Gambit's like, Gambit's like, no. And, and Gambit. She, Jean was like, well, maybe we could just reheat it tomorrow. And Gambit's like, you can't reheat oysters. <laughs> Gambit, don't make no TV dinners. 
Oh man, oh, that was so good. That was a great episode. It if was you guys fucking watch it. It was one of the best episodes. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, so so I I love that. So I thought we could we could kind of talk about just kind of all the shit that happened this year. You know, I mean, this is the last new episode. We need to play like sad, sentimental music during this this segment. The X Men don't have sad, sentimental music. Just play like a slowed down version of the intro. Listen, how about we do this? We take turns talking, and the other one hum- hums something sad in the background. You know all the music. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the fucking music. <laughs> No, but like this is the last new episode that that we're recording that's coming out this year. We still have that one more special episode coming out, so it's kind of like you know holidays, you know, sort of like Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, whatever fucking holidays you winter celebrate. Solstice. The winter solstice, Saturnalia. If you celebrate holidays, whatever holidays you celebrate around this time of year, great. If you don't celebrate any, that's fine too. We don't care. We're not here to judge you. But still, I mean, it's it's. Getting to the end of the year. And so I decided to sit and think for a few minutes about some of the bigger things that are currently happening or have happened this year and made a little list of them. I don't know. I I did not ask Patty beforehand if she has like the top best things she happened this year. But the last last thing that I noted down, I'm sure is her number one best thing. And, you know, I've got my own favorite thing. But, you know, some of the stuff that's happened this year, first, what good or bad... Everything Wolverine. Yeah. All the time. Lots of, lots of Wolverine. All Every- Wolverine all the time. Uh, yeah, that's that's it's it. It's the Wolverine channel. Yeah. Just watching a... 24-hour a mindless, Wolverine channel. Just watching the mindless, naked Logan strolling through the wilderness, <laughs> trying to figure things out. Trying to forage for beer. You know, trying to forage for beer, eating grass, <laughs> trying to hump a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any better. It's a hole. It's Canada. Right, right. Listen, it's Canada. There's got to be syrup There's in there somewhere. There's syrup all over those holes. It all feels the same at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, my fellow Canadian it's just fellows. like, why the fuck are there splinters all over my dick? You know what that's all about, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> the, the kids are going home. The kids There's are going home. a song about that, I think. The kids are all right. The, the kids ki- aren't all right. The kids aren't all right. By, uh-huh. um... Who's it by, Patty? The Offspring. Right, The Offspring. Right. Good. Uh, yeah, the kids are going home, which is, uh... They're going home for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, the just kids aren't for the right. holidays. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's been... I mean, if I weren't lazy, I would have looked it up, but I feel like there's just been this big gap between extermination number four and extermination number five, which I think is coming out on, like, the 26th. So it already feels like the kids are, have just not been around in a while yeah, already. Yeah. And like, I'm forgetting about them already. And I feel kind of personally shitty about that because I, I, I think it's okay that they're going home, but I still have mixed feelings about it. Because I think that even though it was just kind of like a silly trope in the beginning, that there were some interesting stories featuring them. Yeah, I love them, and I'm going to miss them. And we should get another series with them, but, like, in the past, so we can still have them. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe no. Maybe, no. maybe Marvel already wrote one of those. No. You know what I mean? It's not good. I think they might have... I think they might have written one of those already. No. Uh, Jubilee got her powers back That is my number year. two thing. <laughs> That's my number two thing let's that talk, happens this let's, year. Let's talk more about Patty's number two thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this was the second best thing to happen this year. But... It's been it's been it's been so many years in the making. Just yeah, give Jibui just give Jibui just give Jibui the powers back. Give Jibui 
Jabooie Jabowers. <laughs> but, but, you know, for whatever fucking reason, the comics decided that this was going to take away some of Quentin's powers. That, that he had got he had gotten some Phoenix powers. This takes it away. Yeah, I'm I'm sad about that, but he's still uh, you know, future Phoenix. You know, he he's gonna be a Phoenix one day. He's got it on a shirt. That's another thing that I wanted to mention is that Quentin Choir is in the West Coast Avengers. What? Which I'm super excited about. I wait like that series a lot. And I think that the ship between him and Gwenpool is super cute. Shout outs to Kelly Thompson. Yeah, shout outs to Kelly Thompson. Uh, this series is great. Check it out if you haven't. Good. Shadowcat and Colossus's wedding. Oh, that wasn't really a wedding. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. So so that was that was that was a fun little thing that Marvel decided to do that was a little upsetting. I I mean, I feel like that's a way to kind of keep the two of them from being too prominent in the X-Books. You know, they could have been running the school together, a la Cyclops and Emma Frost, when that thing was going on. And clearly that's not going to happen now, which I'm I'm fine with. And I'm, I'm fine with it turning out to be Rogue and Gambit and how that's been going since. Because, again, shout-outs to Kelly Thompson again. Has been doing great with those two characters, so I'm happy about that. But that was kind of fucked up, building up to that. And then it happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I agree. But... Plus, plus it getting spoiled. Yeah, yeah. On social media. Uh, Marvel does that, though. No, 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 no. Oh, yes. In one of the yes, groups, in one some of the asshole groups. posted it. Before our local comic shop was even open here, I saw that panel, and I... I somehow stopped from doing a double take and didn't give it much thought, thankfully, but... Yeah, no, I was pissed. I reported the shit out of this fucking asshole. Yeah. X-Men Black. I thought that was a really nifty idea. Uh, see, I was thinking about this. So that was great, you know, the one month, they, uh, every week, you know, a different quote-unquote villain-ish character gets featured. That's something that they could do, again, in the future, with other characters. Stop doing that. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I'm making I'm drawing the line now. I need to put this boundary down. Fine. Until you read those three Avengers Kids series, we cannot mention Arcade on this on this podcast. Uh. It really upsets me what kind of piece of fucking garbage he is. And you need to know. Patty, in order to truly know me, you need to know my pain. Okay. And you need to read these things. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe Arcade. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love I, the Mojo one. Give us more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, as not like a creepy, kidnappy villain, but as like, you know, the weird, awkward guy we saw with Glob yeah. in that issue. I yeah. like that. I don't feel like I want to see Mojo like really become heroic, but I want to see more awkward Mojo in the yeah. real, real world. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be really cool. So I really like that X-Men Black. And we talked about, you know, a couple of them on here anyway. But that was really dope. Um, obviously, we got Uncanny. It's lasting for at least 12 issues. Probably just 12 issues. But we got Uncanny <laughs> after not having it for a little while. Yeah. It's been great so far. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I don't I don't know uh, the significance in necessarily having a title that has the word Uncanny literally in it. Because, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what we were getting with X-Men Gold. It was kind of Uncanny, but it was just not called Uncanny. I don't know. I know people put, like, a lot of importance on having a title called Uncanny X-Men, but I don't know. Because it's sort of like, you know, the flagship thing. Yeah. You know, for the X-Men. Even though it wasn't Uncanny X-Men back in the day. Yeah, I know. In the first issue, they said Uncanny 
So whatever. So so there you go. Okay, so a couple of my favorite things that happened this year. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Glob Herman. Glob Herman has become such a great, endearing character over the past few years. He's been getting... Let's give it up. He's been... <laughs> Round of applause. Are you really? <laughs> they, they've been making him a very endearing and sympathetic character, especially recently. I feel like he got a lot of focus this year, deservingly so. And I just want to say that I love Glob Herman. I also want to give a shout out to OG Pyro for yeah. making the trip back. Yeah, let's give it up. <laughs> Again, just months And of- let's let's give it up for uh new younger gay pyro. <laughs> All the flaming pyro. <laughs> but but really, like when did that happen? Sometime earlier this year. I don't remember. But and I was kind of so happy, but also had mixed feelings, but also was ranting about it, how it was possibly a mistake, and then they were going to forget about it, that he was back in that one issue of Iceman for a few pages, and then we saw him again. Now, this, that's not much, but considering Pyro has been, like, my favorite mutant for fucking over 25 years, I'm excited at the prospect of more stories with him, even if it's just... You know, he's there for a little bit. There's still the possibility that somebody can do something more with him. So. And give us back Fantasia, too, while you're at it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Thank you. And Avalanche. Yeah. Get 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 all, the three of them together. The new- three of them walk into a bar <laughs> that Avalanche runs. <gasps> I love how you fucking tied that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was genius. Yeah. Oh, man. Because yeah, Avalanche used to own a bar. He did. He did used to run a bar. Oh, man, that was amazing. Oh, you were so good. I know. All right. My favorite thing, and it may seem silly, was New Mutants Dead Souls. I loved that story. I loved those characters. I loved the humor. I loved the mission. I loved the mind fuck that it was when we thought Richter had died that one issue. I loved how fucking trans sort of came back. I, I'm not excited with how karma was acting but i sort of understand they're still kind of left up in the air i need more of this it just oh my god i have so many feelings about that series so i have to say that's like my number one like best thing to come out of 2018 and just it's got to be continued somewhere maybe matthew rosenberg after this fucking age of x-man thing is over We'll take them and do something else with them. Maybe they'll be featured somewhere. I'm sure there's going to be a resolution somehow, but I loved it. I, I looked forward to that book more than any other title uh, every every single time it was coming out. I fucking loved it. So that's, that's absolutely my number one. And so I needed to gush about it again. I gushed about it when we talked about the final issue. I gushed about it when we talked to fucking Adam Gorham at New York City Comic Con. So I just had to do it one last time this year. So there you go. Now the floor is yours to talk about what, Patty? What's your okay? Gene, 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 Gene is back. Gene is Gene is back. Gene right. is back. Yep. Thanks for joining us Gene on is this back. episode. Gene, Gene, Gene is back. Uh, that was the best thing to happen this year. Is that Gene is back? She's she's back. She's ours. She's not she's not a clone. She's not that the we young, know of. She, that we know of. She's not the young one. She's not that we know of. She's not a fire space bird that we know of. She's not <laughs> been living in the ocean for ten years that we know of. She has she's back. She's the original Jean Arjean. 
And wow, you must have had Chris Claremont recapping your script right now. Where the <laughs> fuck did you pull all that up? Out of seriously, and, and she's been gone for so many years, and now if we I turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> and and we we have her back, and she's back now, and <laughs> I'm very excited, and I get to see more of Jean, and and we don't have to see Cyclops around right now. It's just focus on Jean soon. It's just, for now, we get focus on Jean soon because Cyclops has been alive too so many years that Jean hasn't been alive. Jean Jean gets some time without Scott time, and I am excited to see more Jean time. No more no more killing Jean. She's back. She's here to stay. You can't take her away. Yes, she's back, back again. <laughs> Jeannie's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. See, I know songs yeah, too. You, you, know, you know, know songs. You're not the only one who knows songs. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, look at the real Slim Shady stand up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, good. No, I'm I'm also genuinely happy that Jean Grey is back. I, I am looking forward to hopefully some good stories with her. Uh, obviously, we're seeing her go through Uncanny right now, but th- the whole X-Men situation is a fucking mess right now. So it's not just about Jean, but hopefully, hopefully looking forward to some uh, some good stories featuring Jean Grey. And a uh, couple of couple more things that I wanted to touch on just as this year is is winding down. Uh, I was sitting and, you know, I was thinking about things that Patty and I have talked about perhaps in the new year. Perhaps. Perhaps in 2019. And I was like reflecting on on the years that have gone by since we've been doing this. You know, we started in Mutant Musing started, you know, as an idea, I think around May 2016. I brought it up with a couple of the staff members at, at Geekade. And we finally got the first episode done and released in August 2016. And it was just to talk about a bunch of new comics. You know, there weren't too many X-Men comics at that time, so it was very manageable. We'd talk about a little bit of news, and we would do it once a month. So that's kind of where we started from. And then I thought about 2017, and how the format started to change to include the mutant memories every episode, still once a month. You know, and again, my idea with that was just... We would stumble forward throughout X-Men history, pick some random good stories to talk about, you know, every month. And also we started, you know, Instagram in September of 2017. And then this year, 2018, we had a format change again because two episodes per month. So we've been doing one episode with new books and news and one with new books and classic books or whatever. So we've, you know, changed a little bit and kind of evolved a little bit each year. And so now in 2019, what I would like to do, first of all is um this is definite that's going to be happening is i want to make mutant musings podcast twitter account because instagram is great it has been great to get us to to connect us with more people to make conversations to join in conversations to meet and have cool discussions sort of make friends you know sort of with some people seriously and you know i think twitter would be another avenue to do that i see other people on twitter who have podcasts or just you know, talk about the X-Men. They've got followers. They get retweets. They get comments. And I'm like, we could do that too. I don't understand how Twitter works. (laughs) So I'm going to teach Twitter to Patty because it's not like I'm a master. You didn't learn that in accounting school. Yeah, exactly. See, this is why you needed to take a Twitter class. But we had to make a Twitter account to follow one of my professors. That's a true story he's a he was a douche he was a douche and he made us follow him on twitter and instagram and make us oh wait no not instagram YouTube. it was, you, it was yeah twitter YouTube, and right? youtube yeah 
that he and if we didn't have a YouTube channel, we had to create one so that we could follow him. And I was like, this guy just started working as a professor to feed his fucking ego and get more Twitter followers. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, seriously. He sounded like a douchebag all the time you described him to me. And that's why I turned off my Twitter notifications and I don't know how to turn him back. (laughs) I just feel like it's another way to to talk to people. And it doesn't always have to be based around some sort of image or some sort of visual or whatever. And it'll work. I think it'll be cool. You know, maybe we'll reach more people or different people since they don't have Instagram, maybe. A couple of people who I think listen to us have found my personal account on Twitter, but, you know, it's kind of random because it's, like, a little political and also comic books, not just X-Men, and also cats and (laughs) also video game stuff. So I think having one just for, like, X-Men would be really cool. So I'd like to bring us onto Twitter. So that's definitely happening. The one thing that I do want to try to get to happen doesn't mean that it's going to. I would like to try to get some comic book creators to guest, if possible, uh, to get them, if they can get a microphone and record, or somehow we can set things up. Maybe I can invite them over to the house and they can sit with us too. No, to get like a writer or artist or somebody doing something on X Men or has done something on X Men to come and talk with us. Not just to be like to ask them the general interview questions, which I'm sure we'll probably do, uh, but also to kind of. Which character do you want to fuck? Yeah, that our personalities. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to ask them that kind of stuff. Like, you know, have those kind of real conversations with them. The questions that you really want to know. <laughs> questions that you know you're going to get from us. So, so that might be a thing that's going to happen too. We're nowhere near internet famous, nor do I think we're ever going to be. But I have a ton of fun doing this. And I like that people listen. And I like that some people let us know that they like what they hear. I feel like we've come a long way since... I mean, we're clearly not perfect at this, but we've come a long way since, like, the first couple of episodes, which were fucking abysmal. Yeah. We did not know what the fuck we were saying or doing or, or what or the format, really. But I really hope we can continue having fun and doing this in 2019 and hopefully grow the Mutant Musings podcast a little bit more and evolve a little bit. And hopefully some of you guys still want to come along for that ride. That would be awesome. We appreciate everybody who listens. Yeah, we love you guys. So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com and 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. What do you think were the best X-Men moments of 2018? If you've seen it, what did you think of A Morlock Christmas? Join us next week with the second of a pre-recorded two-part special for December. And join us again in two weeks in the new year when we'll be back with some new comics and some news. Until then, hot claws saving Hanukkah were right. Mazel tov, bub.